Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Foundation Phase series of the Tar Heel Prescription, a student-run podcast here at the UNC School of Medicine. My name is Anu. And my name is Abdul. Today, we have the great pleasure of speaking with the co-directors of the Renal Block to build up some excitement for this amazing learning experience. Dr. Jane, Dr. Moorfield, thank you both so much for being here. If you would please tell us a little more about who you are and what you do here at UNC. Hi, my name is Koyal Jin. I am an associate professor in the Department of Medicine. I'm a nephrologist by trade. I love everything and anything education, whether it's with students, residents, or fellows. I'm also the scholarship program director, and I run the renal blog with Dr. Moorfield. And I am so excited to be back with you all. I'm Emily Moorfield, and I'm in the Department of Cell Biology and Physiology, and I get to see you all in so many roles throughout the foundation phase, and I'm here today in my role as co-director of the renal block. We are delighted to have two of the nicest humans and brilliantest, yes, they do warrant that becoming an actual word, educators at UNC School of Medicine with us today to talk about the lovely kidneys. Personally, I remember coming into this block scared because my first experience with learning about the renal system was rough, to say the least, but after the renal block, I was sad because the renal block turned out to be one of my favorite blocks, and I surprisingly found myself even considering a future career as a nephrologist. So if that wasn't enough to get you hyped up for the block, hopefully the rest of our conversation today will. To jump right in, spring semester of foundation phase is made up of a hodgepodge of four kind of five-ish different blocks. Each block is a unique system in itself, and there isn't a whole lot of connectedness once MS1s finish the sequence of hematology, cardiology, and respiratory. How would you describe the flavor of the renal system, especially to folks who will be learning about the kidneys for the very first time in this block? How should they approach learning about the kidneys? I think the renal block is an extremely welcoming and open space for everybody. It's intellectually stimulating, and the physiology is fascinating. Everything just makes sense. Once the material clicks, the feeling is hard to replicate. It's not an easy block by any means, but all students can potentially be successful and achieve their full potential. For incoming students, the best way to learn is to start with the physiology and build their own concept maps. Talk to each other, talk to your friends and your groups, and tease out the concepts. For many people, a combination of group and individual work work well. And before we delve into some deeper topics, could you briefly comment on the structure and logistics of the renal block? Absolutely. So one of my favorite things about the renal block is how it's organized. And so we start out with a basic physiology, some histology, embryology, and then move right into fluid, electrolyte, and acid-base disorders, and then into glomerular disorders and um, acute and chronic kidney disease, so some of those clinical concepts. And so I really like that flow and think that it works well. Um, Other important logistics, so I think that the small groups are really beneficial in this block. Um, There's one histology small group in that first week, and then there are seven clinical small groups throughout the block. And those are really thoughtfully placed to follow from the lecture content, either the day or two days after that important material is delivered in the large group sessions so that students can work through problems and really apply those more difficult clinical concepts. There are also problem sets that I think are useful for that same type of application. So we encourage students to work in groups on these uh, problem sets in physiology, fluid electrolyte and acid-base disorders, and parenchymal disorders. And I think that that's another great way to kind of stepwise get a thought process around some of these more complex clinical concepts. So as MS1s will come to find, the kidneys are incredibly complex and there's something to marvel at when they're working at their best. 
A lot of physiology occurs at every piece of the nephron, and there are a number of solutes and channels to keep track of as you go through the system. In your experience, where do students struggle the most, and what would you say is or are the recipes for success for these trouble areas? Great question. I think the renal physiology is fun and also complex at the same time. The problem sets and all the questions in the block are case-based and require a higher-order thinking. And it really requires application of the material than just memorizing facts. And I think just understanding that material and being able to apply it really is helpful. I also think that the other place people struggle is that there's a lot of content that suddenly gets thrown at them. them. So starting early, you know, with your problem sets, as things are coming up, just get started on them. Also recognize that you have help. You have us, Dr. Morfield and I, you have the TAs, you have office hours, so rely on us. Another place people struggle is the pharmacology quiz, unfortunately. Uh, but I think it is, although it's tough, I think it's pretty reasonable and it is material that has been taught to the students already. So being creative with the answer, drawing out graphs, you know, trying to understand what the question is really asking you can help you go through the block. Yes, and I'll just emphasize that I think really the recipe for success, as Dr. Jane said, is use your resources, use us. We want to help you. We want you to succeed. We know you all can do it, and we are there for you. So feel free to send an email, stay after class. We want you to, to do well. And speaking about content, what would you guys say are the high-yield topics in nephrology? Us medical students are all about the high-yield stuff, the quick and dirty um, and we're talking about this both in the sense of test-taking purposes and also on the wards. I think that is a great question because personally, as a nephrologist, I think everything is high yield, right? As educators, we all want to believe everything that we teach is important. And that's why our PowerPoints get bloated, all our information gets bloated. But I will say that when you're thinking broadly as concepts, the physiology in terms of the clinical application of hyponatremia, potassium disorders, acid-based disorders, IV fluids. These are things that you would encounter in every single patient that's hospitalized in the hospital and of course many patients outside. And you can imagine that no matter which specialty you go into, whether it's internal medicine, it's OBGYN, it's orthopedics, it's a surgical specialty, doesn't matter. You will encounter these patients and you cannot always, you know, uh, request a consult from nephrology. So knowing these topics is really important and they're very well tested in the exams as well. The other thing that is important to note is half the population in the hospital have acute kidney injury. Again, that's a large population uh, in the inpatient setting and we cannot consult on everybody. So knowing your acute kidney injuries clinically is important and again, very highly tested in the exams. In North Carolina, chronic kidney disease is present in one in every eight individuals. So very common and you will see it regularly in your patients regardless of your specialties and is again tested on the, the boats. One thing that is tested but is not as common are glomerular diseases. Uh, they are unique in the sense they are very well liked for test-taking purposes, but they are not as common out there clinically, except at UNC because we are a glomerular center. Wow, I did not know those statistics. That is quite sobering, but also highlights the importance of understanding nephrology. And I guess a little bit more for us second years as we're approaching step one, how should we be thinking about reviewing renal and, yeah. Again, a, a wonderful question. And I will say that there's no one recipe to success. I think people learn differently. Um, I can tell you what I've done or what I've recommended to students um, for step one purposes. You have your first aid book, right? Or you have your question bank. See those questions, you know, 
unfortunately exams love buzzwords um for your akis there are the buzzwords about the casts and your your fenas and uh what your creatinines would do think about your glomerular disease those charts you know a couple of charts it can condenses a lot of information that you've learned over a few days so i think just using those resources to test yourself and recognizing where you're failing and not doing as well really helps a lot of times these exams are not asking for just facts but they'll ask for application of the fact thank you so much for that insight just hearing the word cast and stuff was reminding me of acute tubular necrosis um but when it comes to studying and high yield topics many medical students tend to gravitate towards third party resources and dr morfield as you mentioned um for this block in particular we remember the small groups were especially helpful in ironing out challenging concepts How should students go about incorporating lectures, small groups and third-party resources in their learning this block? Well, that's so great to hear that you all found the small groups helpful because that's really what they're designed to do is to help students learn to and practice applying some important concepts. And so, I think it always is a balance um knowing how to study and what to study. One thing I would emphasize is that in this block in particular, um the lectures are are really done primarily by Dr. Jane and they're thoughtfully constructed. The pacing is really good and there are lots of poll questions so that you can kind of check your understanding as you go through the session. She also does a very helpful week in review at the end of we- each week to kind of focus in on some of the most important concepts from that week. As as we've talked about previously those small groups I think are also really good for working through more complex problems. Third party resources are definitely useful and they have their place and I I think that the block aligns well with the some of the third party resources that are available to students. I do want to remind students that block directors do choose the NBME exam questions um based on the content that they have covered in lecture. And so I would caution students not to make drastic changes to their study habits based on the fact that these are NBME exams. So still focus on what we're discussing in class and kind of emphasize some of the more important points with those third-party resources without relying on them completely. And generally speaking, what do you guys think scares students the most about renal block? Do you guys have any words of wisdom or reassurance to reduce some of the anxiety that some students may be feeling? My personal opinion, the reason why people get anxious is because there's word of mouth, "Hey, this is a complex block. This is hard." And people hear it and the anxiety keeps building up one at a time and um it just ramps up by the time you get to the renal block. but i will say that this is also a block where the complexity is very different than what you've encountered before and it's a lot more application based um rather than just memorizing a bunch of facts so i think both of those will add to the anxiety for students i will say that regardless of how complex the material is i truly believe that it's doable i think everybody can be successful in this process and everybody can learn and we are here to support you we are here to walk you through the material and answer any questions you know people often worry about reaching out to us please don't do that we are really here for you we also have tas there's office hours that the tas have please utilize those office hours and i think if you use your resources well and do not shy away from those resources it would really reduce the anxiety for students Thank you so much. Um thinking towards the end of the block here. So last year in instead of a uh in lieu of a patient presentation we remember wrapping up with a special session called A Day in the Life of a Nephrologist. Could you tell us more about this wonderful event? 
It's one of my favorite sessions uh, in the renal block. And I know it's not about uh, medicine in terms of what you need to know for the exam. The idea, I cannot take credit for the idea. The idea really stemmed when a group of us met how to talk about uh, different internists and the different specialists and discuss that with the internal medicine interest group. So there's a group of us talking about it. And we said, hey, let's do a day in the life of an internist and talk about what they do and then maybe certain other specialists. And my thought was, well, if the internal medicine interest group is going to benefit from this, well, maybe the entire class is going to benefit from this as well because people have questions about career pathways. They have questions about what to do next after medical school, how to be successful, and what does a day look like for a nephrologist. So we decided to use that uh, concept in the block and do it for the entire block. And, you know, the way it has evolved is now we have two or three nephrologists on a panel talking to students and discussing what their pathways look like. And all of them have variety of experiences and variety of interests, right? So we have somebody who's more clinical, there's somebody who does a lot more vascular or research, somebody who is a lot more involved in education. And we all talk about what things look like in our careers. So personally, it's my it's my favorite part of the block, uh, to be honest, and um, and I love it. Yeah, I agree. I It's also one of my favorite parts of the block. And after that session every year, I find myself thinking, I want to be a nephrologist too. This sounds like such a great career. So yeah, I, I'm, I think that it's a really fun session. There is no better compliment than that. That's amazing to hear both of you guys speak about some of your favorite parts of the nephrology block. Now I'm curious, what is your favorite part of the nephron? This is such a hard question, and I feel like it's hard for me to choose a favorite organ or organ system, much less a favorite subpart of an organ. Um, It's like asking me to choose my favorite child or something. Um, So if I had to choose one, I probably would choose the proximal tubule because it is like getting work done, right? I'm all about making sure that things happen and things get done. And the proximal tubule we sometimes refer to as the workhorse of the of the nephron because it's the one that's doing all of the work. Um, so if I had to choose, that's probably what I would say. Okay, here's the controversial answer. Oh, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a glomerular specialist. That's what I do day in and day out. Um, so I have to love the glomerulus. But really my favorite part is the collecting duct portion of the nephron. Uh, it's because even though it doesn't do as much work, it's a lot more intellectual about what needs to be absorbed in what condition, depending on patient's clinical situation. So less amount of work, but a lot of thinking that goes through it. So I love the collecting duct, but don't tell anybody, even though this is out there. Thank you so much for sharing your rationales for those. It's very interesting your to, to think safe about with it. Us. Yes. <laughs> Not sure anymore. <laughs> but those are honestly all the questions that we have for you today. We'd like to leave some room now for you to share any other thoughts or insights that you might have. It could be about anything this block, medicine, life. You know, I just want to say that it is such an honor working with the students. Um, Every year, the students amaze me because they're brilliant. They're so intelligent. And I don't think I was even half as smart at that age. Uh, People ask me such amazing questions, and they're so enthusiastic. I love working with the students. This is literally my favorite part of the year. Um, I love working with the students and get get to spend time with them. What could be better than that? Um, My last piece of advice would be, you know, 
just remember that you should be proud of what you've achieved so far. You know, you have done such an amazing job. I'm amazed by you constantly. You are so capable and that we are believing in your success and we're rooting for it. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't think that I could say it any better than that. Um, you know, the kidney is complex, but don't let that scare you. We know you all have got this and we are here to help you through it. Well, thank you guys. That's a beautiful note to end on. Thank you both so much for being here and sharing some of your time and wisdom with us today. To our listeners, that was Dr. Coyle Jane and Dr. Emily Moorefield in a quick snapshot into the renal block. My name is Abdul. My name is Anu. Be sure to follow the Tar Heel Prescription on Instagram and keep up with our speaker highlights and latest episodes. Thank you for tuning in today and we will see you next time on the Tar Heel Prescription.